Welcome everyone to Politics Express, the Postwriter's Politics Podcast. I am your host, the Postwriter's Politics Editor, Lars Emerson. Welcome back to our 2024 Republican Primary Draft, Round 2, or the Early 2022 Edition. I am joined, of course, by our editor-in-chief, Michael Levito. Hi, Mike. Hi. And our other 2024 primary draft and roster contestant, uh, contributor and longtime friend of ours and of the site, Chris Chauvin. What's up, Chris? Love to see you, Lars. And Chris is coming to us uh, live from England. Uh, we have an international branch here. It's exciting. Yeah, I, I, I am a little worried we're probably breaking some FEC regulation by having a... Uh, <laughs> A foreign resident, uh, you know, <laughs> be involved in what's kind of gambling about the election, but let's just roll with it and see what happens. Gambling for no money, mind you, but <laughs> yeah. for bragging rights. For prestige. Okay, we, know, we know how much that means. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So back in August of 2021, in what was the first episode of this General Interest Politics podcast, Chris, Michael, and I got together and we drafted our top picks for the Republican presidential race and nomination in 2024. You've been able to follow along with our live interactive at thepostwriter.com slash 2024 draft, where you can see our order of picks, how many points we've accumulated, and each of our rosters. No one has accumulated any points so far because no candidate has even announced that they are officially running. But in the six months since our original draft, a lot has happened. President Joe Biden's approval rating is uh, very low. You can see our last episode of Politics Express about that. There is a Supreme Court seat primed to be filled. There's this whole inflation thing. Uh, Afghanistan, Omicron. It's just been a lot has happened in six months. So we wanted to check in on our rosters and discuss who has the strongest team as this year kicks off. Did I miss anything from the last six months that's, like, major? <laughs> I don't think so. Russia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Ukraine. Right. <laughs> Which, this is a complete aside and a tangent, but, like, has there ever been a more powerful rejoinder to the idea, like, Biden had some, like, corrupt connections to Ukraine than him just kind of being, like, here's a bunch of weapons, like, good luck? <laughs> you would be surprised what I have picked up in my... Uh, relentless pursuit of Nevada Republican candidates. There are some conspiracies out there about all of this. Anyway, (laughs) let's get started. A reminder for our audiences who are listening in the car or their airplane or wherever. (laughs) Their airplane. (laughs) Their airplane. (laughs) We we have a very bougie audience. (laughs) Uh, Somewhere that they can't see our live bracket online. I'm going to list each of our top three picks just to give you a sense of who we prioritized. So Mike's top three are former vice president and resistance warrior Mike Pence, Texas senator and Cancun tourist bureau representation officer Ted Cruz, and Arkansas senator and criminal justice advocate, but not in the way you think, Senator Tom Cotton. Hot take. He was his, if he wrote his op-ed about the Canadian truckers, I would have agreed with it. Yeah, probably. Um... Chris's top three are Florida governor and COVID advocate Ron DeSantis, former UN ambassador Nikki Haley, and yet another COVID advocate, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome. Good work, Chris. <laughs> Look, if, if you don't have some pro coves up there, what are you doing with your Republican draft? Right. And my top three are the one, the only, 
our Lord and Savior, Donald Trump, South Carolina Senator who is not Lindsey Graham, Tim Scott, and a man who recently made headlines, and this is not a joke, this is very real, and what he most recently made headlines for, he lost 100 pounds in six months, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Looking great. He is. No, I, I like was reading all about his, his like plan, and it's like, oh my god, wow, good, good for him. Um, I also did not realize he was massive. Yeah, he's a big like, guy. He's like a huge, like tall guy, too. Yeah. Uh, our, our hat's off to you, Mike Pompeo. Uh, yeah. Before we dive in, an inspiration yeah, to yeah. Italian mics everywhere, <laughs> like myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we dive in and open the drafts, trades, and more, does anyone want to put their cards on the table right now, express any remorse, or brag about how awesome their roster is looking right now? Um, I feel good about my top pick of Mike Pence. I think. Oh, he's running. You know, he's definitely. Yeah, I, I think even if Trump runs, he is absolutely running, which would as much as I don't want Trump to run, would be a fascinating primary. Um, I feel pretty bad about, like, the bottom of my uh, um, lineup, which is Marco Rubio, Matt Gates, Liz Cheney, Ben Sass, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, I, they just have really not done anything. Of, well, I mean, well, I Matt know, maybe Gates has Liz had Cheney. happen around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll... we'll, we'll well, we'll we'll get into what decisions I might be making later. So. Yeah, Chris, how are you feeling about your bracket? I yeah, De- DeSantis, I'm I'm pretty on board with. I looking just looking at mine, that Nikki Haley was too far up in the chain. Uh, other than that, um, like, I think I I sort of went, um for the lotto tickets of Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump Jr. Um, and the, the maybe probably shouldn't have picked up Mitt Romney. Back then, I guess it was sort of a, maybe there'll be a pro, uh, pro-moderate Republican backlash and he'll come back into the frame of things. But uh, I, th- I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling uh, loss aversion. Like that if, if, if someone would have said, oh, you have to kick one of these people out, I think I'd be, be able to do that. But to sit here and say, oh, you want to trade away this person for someone else, especially someone else that we're pretty confident is just going to run and then not actually win, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having some, some trouble pulling the trigger. So we'll, we'll see how this sort of all shakes out. That is very fair. And yeah, a reminder to our listeners, how our points work is you only get the points if you are holding them at the time of the event, right? So if someone announces they are running, but who you believe has no chance to make it to any debate or primary, you, like, get that point for holding them, and then you are welcome to just, like, trade them away or drop them for someone else who you think will go further. Um, so I get that. You know, we're all, we all have very, like, they're probably running slates. And I think I would say the same about mine. I have probably a few too many governors that I'm comfortable with right now. Um... I'm feeling very... So my, like, bottom three are Doug Ducey, uh, governor of Arizona, Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, and then Sarah Palin, who we all know. I'm feeling, like, kind of bullish about Sarah Palin all of a sudden. She was almost too early in the game for what she was. Because, like, now now she's kind of a moderate Trump, like, rather than, like, the forest right edge. Yeah, and she's, like, been making more headlines than any of the rest of these people. Um... You know, 
flaunting vaccine mandates in New York and suing the New York Times. So yeah, I'm feeling okay, and I've got Mike Pompeo, so I'm, you know, I'm feeling... (laughs) I'm feeling like I have a heavy roster, (laughs) if not literally. Then again, Trump, who only weighs, what, 230 pounds, is... Yeah. At the top of mine. I, so. I, I say be, between Trump, Mike Pompeo, and Larry Hogan, that's like a, that's <laughs> that's the, that's, the uh, that's like if you're looking for like a high school offensive line, that's not a bad place. To start <laughs> yeah, now I just got to pick up Christie, right? Yeah. Um, there you go. Okay, so everyone's feeling like more or less okay. Maybe a couple things you might change. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Okay. S- excellent. So let's. I guess let's open the floor up to any drafts. So here's how this is going to work. Uh, listeners from our first round may recall that through a random draw, we determined who may draft first, and we did it in a sneak draft fashion. So it's going to be the same deal this time. Whoever's number comes up first, uh, and I'm just going to do this by the order of you people on my screen, you're going to get the first opportunity to drop someone they have on their roster for someone else. Your roster may have a maximum of eight people on it. So by random number generator, Michael, you actually do get to go first. (laughs) And then it will be Chris. And then it will be me. So (laughs) it's funny. We talked about this. Justice is served. (laughs) There there was some controversy because in actual fantasy sports, uh, usually if you're picking somebody up on the waiver wire, priority goes to whoever drafted last in the draft. But... In order to be fair to Chris, we decided we'd do it uh, random because he'd always be in the middle. But, yeah, like I said, justice is served, and I will be going first anyway. <laughs> um, All right, Mike. Are you drafting someone? Are you dropping someone? Yes. Yeah, so um, I will be dropping Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I just I don't think that there's anything happening there, at least not in this election. She, okay. She's become kind of like low-key a, a power broker, though, and the primary is like, some articles reading were saying that her like endorsement is like second only to Trump's now at this point. Um, but you you and, wonder if there's a lot of correlation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I, as has been alluded, I will be drafting the former uh, governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. Um, he's been interesting. <laughs> doing a lot of. Uh, anti-Trump press recently. He has a book coming out. Um, he has basically said that the Republican Party needs a post-Trump, uh, you know, sort of uh, off-ramp, basically, and kind of sort of like wink, wink. Gee, who could who could that be? Perhaps a uh, person who actually governed quite moderately in a Democratic state. Um, and I, you know, do I think he's going to win the nomination? Of course not. But do I think that? He has a big enough ego that he could run. Well, he's done it once already, and I don't see why not. So that is why I'm going with Chris Christie. He's just he's been making news, and you just want like the point for his announcement, is what I'm hearing. I mean, it's either I get a point for his announcement, or I get no points for Marjorie Taylor Greene's non-announcement. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just picking up the points where I can get them. Also, it, I I wouldn't be surprised if he at least makes it to like one state and like get some get some angry uh never trump republican donor money uh and like maybe starts to stir some things even if he doesn't yeah win. i the, the one delegate that bill weld got in 2020 will go to chris Christie. <laughs> i don't think i've ever more strongly disagreed with chris i don't think chris christie will make it 
period. <laughs> I think he probably really? announces he's running. I actually think any like anti-Trump money will definitely not go to Christie. It'll go to someone like Hogan or like a governor who's like made news more recently for reasons that aren't Trump related. You know, I just I don't see the logic in like, oh, you know who we're going to put our money behind this guy who was like super behind Trump and has more or less faded from the news other than being on like ABC. And who's like kind of a joke in national politics. That's sorry, Mike. Like, I agree. Get the point <laughs> for him running. But I guess I more mean sorry, Chris. I don't think he's going to make it to any states. <laughs> I could see, I I, I could like, see him hold it. You don't need that much money to hold out to Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you oh, need yeah, a lot yeah. of time. <laughs> I guess that's true. There's a I big gap know. there. Yeah. What? Whatever. There's, there's points for de- for debate stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that to get to get into some of those, I mean, that's even, true. Even but... if it's the JV. Right. Right. Which I believe he was in in 2016. No, he he yeah. was in oh, the, he, he was in the varsity debates. Okay. okay. He was probably in some of the JV ones, but he was in the 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 main stage too. Oh no, you're right because that's that's how we shut down Rubio. Yes, yeah. the robot comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the JV was uh, like Bobby Jindal and Jim Gilmore and yeah, oh, yeah. Um, all the white the whites uh, George Pataki Western yeah, yeah folks that we've totally forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Bobby Jindal is definitely not white, but I, I did forget say, about actually him. none of those people uh, were from average. The West, average. Yeah. I didn't mean to say they were all. Um, all right, Chris. Are you going to make any substitutions? God, I don't know. I was really looking around, and I, like, besides Christy, like, it seems so many of the people that are already on the ground in Iowa and stuff and already sort of getting their feelers out are already there. Um, I'll... And that who do I want to drop to do it? That I... I think it's between... Uh, Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. I think Tucker Carlson's too smart to run. That, like, there's a buzz, um, but that ultimately he knows he's going to make way more money not running um, and just sort of being the Rush Limbaugh for the next, like, 20 years who is just able to rile up the the populist in far uh, right and sort of be a uh, voice on the on the airwaves sure so i think i'll uh drop taco carlson and uh pick up jim jordan Ooh, mm. wow because i think if if trump doesn't run that he might just sort of flail into the position and, and at least uh go for it so and jim jordan is an ohio representative uh for our listeners who is uh, God, I mean, he loves Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know how like, if, if Trump runs, he won't. But if Trump doesn't, I, f- I f- like feel like he might try and pick up the mantle or something. I, I was really struggling. I don't know. I, there are sort of big people making big swings and stuff. And that's, he's been in the news media a lot. I don't know if he really has that high a chance of running, but I think he has a greater chance than... Um, What's interesting is Jim Jordan, at least as far back as September has been saying, like, Trump is definitely running. He will no, be exactly. running. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, even, I don't know, like, even Trump isn't saying that. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. That's an, why not drop Mitt Romney, who I feel like has zero chance to actually run? 
He's not. He's. You don't think he's going to run at all? No, I think he's too old. I, I, I see it eight months ago. I don't know if I see it anymore. I probably. I, would have, oh, go ahead. I I think, and it's it's the. I agree with you. He was he was on the chopping block as well. That he he's probably on the chopping block before Donald Trump Jr. If I really had it, that it was yeah. between Tucker Carlson and Mitt Romney. I think there's a non-zero chance it gets around and he throws in his hat as just like I'm not going to win. We need someone on stage saying the right things, like that kind of stuff. I uh, I don't think that's very high, but I think it's more likely than um, him Carlson. getting in the ring. Yeah, yeah, okay. than Tucker getting in the ring. Well, I I probably would have dropped. I probably would have dropped Donald Trump Jr. Honestly, um, but I also think. If Trump doesn't run, then there's probably a better chance that he does run, so maybe that's not a bad pick. My my one hang-up with Jordan as a draft pick is that, like, he uh, he's currently ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, and um, if, that's, if, he's if not Republicans take, take like back that. the House and yeah. he gets to chair the Judiciary Committee, I, that's, I, I, I think that's, that's probably, like, a, a, a tough position to, to uh, you know leave and also frankly just like we kind of talk about this on on like the main show but like i just think the the republican caucus has a chance to be very chaotic (laughs) in the next few uh congresses and i actually think jim jordan could possibly become like a power real power broker Mm. and like Mm. a sort of fractured republican caucus as sort of like a leader of like the whatever you want to call like the patriot wing the pro trump (laughs) the america first especially you know, because uh, I think you can make the argument it, that it's like you could you could. Sorry, I don't mean to step on you, Chris, but there you go. Um, you know, it's like you. It's like oh, well, wouldn't that be more of like a natural like Matt Gates or MTG or, or Laura Bober thing? But it's like yeah, but like uh, Jordan has like the experience and the clout that I don't think they have. Um, but anyway, this is like a kind of a tangent. But yeah. no, no, I think that's important in that. Um Especially with, um, oh God, who's the current uh, leader of the Republican House? I'm going crazy. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Oh, shit, I'm crazy. Yeah, the, oh, I guess McCarthy's been, been pretty on board that direction. Well, He's on board that, that, every direction. McCarthy yeah, has... Yeah, that's, that's his problem, is that yeah. he, he'll do anything... Whoever he spoke to last is what he's going to do. Right? <laughs> like, he's just not a, he's just not a strong leader, to, to kind of put a, it in. A French king about to get overthrown. yeah. All right. Well, Mike traded out a crazy Republican Congresswoman, and Chris picked up a crazy Republican man. It's, it's a fair trade. All right. Gender parity. Yeah. I'm gonna, let's move on. Not really. Uh, yeah. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. It's now my turn, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna drop Donald. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm actually gonna drop. Um, do I want to pick up Carlson? I don't think so. You don't have to drop anybody. I know, but I, I know who I want to pick up. Okay. Is the, is the uh-huh. thing. I think I'm going to drop Doug Ducey, Arizona governor, and pick up New Hampshire's governor, uh, Chris Sununu. That's my move. Okay. Um, because he... So... Mitch Mc... Connell like was like begging him to run in New Hampshire and we all kind of thought he would and then he was like nope I don't want to deal with your like crazy Washington politics Um, and he's like a 
Trump critic. I think he's more conservative than he gets credit for, but he's you know mm-hmm. he's certainly not like he he's just not willing to uh, undermine the fundamental underpinnings of democracy, which now makes him a right. liberal. <laughs> right. Um, and he. I mean, I, I got to say, it. he's governor of New Hampshire. Like, mm-hmm. if he gets in that race, he has a huge advantage right off the bat. New Hampshire yeah. is a Democratic-leaning yeah. state, at least it mm. certainly was in the 2020 election. Joe Biden won it by, like, kind of an insane percentage compared to recent history, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he still, he still wins it. So I am dropping Ducey for... Uh, Sununu. That is my, that is my move. Um, and now since it's a snake draft, I guess I get to drop someone else. I, depending on if you guys drop anyone else, I may come back, but I'm going to pass right now. So back to you, Chris. God. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I understand dropping it because... I mean, you've got the I opportunity. I guess here's my problem. Is Pick that, up like, Deucey. If... <laughs> grab, grab the deuce. <laughs> That's not how I put it, but sure. <laughs> I, I think Deucey's going to run, too. I just think Chris Sununu mm-hmm. has the chance to go further. Do better. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop Mitt and pick up Deucey. Ooh. Because <laughs> I think that it's... Ooh. Poor Mitt. <laughs> Well, now Mike can pick up Mitt Romney if he's such a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, Mike. You got any thoughts on Doug Ducey's chances? He I, he just seems like he wants to check out, honestly. He he does. I also think he could be <laughs> enticed to run against Kelly for the Senate. Mm. I know McConnell's making that push, but McConnell is now, what, 0 for 2 on pushing popular Republican governors to run in Democrat. January 20th, 2022, Ducey. I'm still not running for Senate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so. <laughs> so he might run for president, right? <laughs> I yeah, I guess so. Um, I, yeah, uh, I, 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 I kind of think he wants out, weirdly. Um, I just, just I don't the whole see, game. No, that, I don't see much of a future for him, but I, I, it probably more likely to run than Iran. I'll, I'll go that way. And more likely to win a primary than Mitt Romney, I would yes. say. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, like, I feel like everyone below our third pick, like, is really, we're just having them on the board if they run. Like, mm-hmm. I like I think in those sort of top nine, besides, like, one or two of the people below, uh, I, I think we've got most of the people that are going to uh, gonna go for it. Yeah, Chris, uh, the... The Christy Noem, I think, has sort of dropped down a little bit because she had the scandal with her uh, daughter and stuff. But besides mm. that, but that that really didn't make the, like, I don't think that really blew up too heavy. And that he she just did the Trump thing of deny or sort of frame it against the media as some fake betrayal. Uh, and I don't know, it seems to be holding for the rest of them pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen much news about her recently, other than her like, she had some. I think it's the same scandal with like the airplane travel but even that was oh i don't think i heard this one yeah the the one i heard was uh she sort of her daughter was gonna lose her uh like license for um real estate and stuff and that she had a weird meeting with basically everyone needed to get her daughter the license 
Um, and then, like, sort of a couple months later, after a little bit more uh, paperwork, she was able to get it. Oh. And so that was sort of a, a weird situation. But I, I haven't looked into it too heavily. Yeah. Anyway, no one dropped Christy Gnome. I don't know why we're talking about her. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just... I don't know. No, 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 no. It's, Running through that top about, nine We're of talking like... about Republican governors. It's, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mike, you want to make any more subs? It's now back to you. No, I... Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Okay, Mike's going to pass. Chris, back to you. You got to... I, I just can't... I, I think we got most of them. Like, I, I, I guess I need to sit down and, like, do I want to replace um, Donald Trump Jr. with, like, another, uh, like, Republican governor or something? But I, th- I think I'll wait to see who starts to run. Because at least for now, I, I think if there's going to be anyone to do a last-minute run and throw their hat in the ring, uh, especially if Trump doesn't run, it's, it's going to be him, I think. So I'll keep it for now. I think I'll. Yeah, it's not not a, not a bad hold. Yeah, there is one name that has been floated a lot in the last few months that we have not mentioned at all. But now that it's back to me, I feel comfortable talking about him and seeing what you guys think. If I want to pick him up, and that is Virginia's new governor, Glenn Youngkin. Ooh, Youngkin. Yeah, no, that would have been a good one, I think. Though I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to take him. I'm curious if you mm-hmm. guys like. He certainly has a lot of attention. People he does. think he could run. Um, I would wait to see how the first year of his term plays out. I will put it that but way. That's just because um, you want to draft it. <laughs> <laughs> You're tricking me. <laughs> no, I, I honestly like he there like he he's beat there are he, he's he's hitting a, a few speed bumps. You know his. Uh, well, it's not his attorney general. They elect the attorney general in Virginia, but has made some interesting appointments, or at least one interesting appointment. And some interesting um, uh, firings. Yeah, mm-hmm. some interesting firings. Um, Yunkin recently mixed up two black female senators. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, uh, the 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 teacher um, the teacher like rat line is actually not been getting a lot of great attention. So, uh, I, did, you, did you see the uh, all the Tumblr people or whatever? I did not. Tumblr no. and TikTok that they were they like they found whatever the thing is and they just been uh, spamming them with a uh, uh, different internet stuff uh, just to clog up the phone lines and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> intriguing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's that. I, I think that's an interesting one. And I like I, I I don't know if I've said this on like a podcast before, but it's like I don't I just don't like. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Glenn Youngkin would be a very successful governor. Um, he's also governing a state with lots of like very um, affluent Democratic donors with law degrees. <laughs> yes, I feel like if anybody is gonna like run into a lot of problems in the state they're governing, it's him because of that reason. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point, and I think his hype is somewhat over overrated just kind of in general but also like his presidential hype but like i get it right because he can't run for another term as virginia governor what is his next logical step to run for senate or to like go full beto except actually having won something and be like i could be president i don't know i i think i think i'm inclined to say you're right though i will wait and maybe i'll get the first draft next time and can pick him up if things go well He's of note. He's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. So I'm going to... Especially for his ability to uh, 
he did he did a pretty good job of letting all of his surrogates say the really trumpy stuff yeah. and that when you when he when they were talking when he was talking it was sort of the more uh, to be fair now now two steps to the right but like the more moderate messages and right. he just he's, he sort of returned to more of the classic dog whistle tastic tactics but now he just sort of lets his attack dogs bark a lot louder mm-hmm. right cool so we all have passed I assume we're all done. Does anyone have any drafts left? Well, the trades next, or is that... Yes, we will move on to trades, unless someone has a last-minute draft they are forgetting. No. All right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm curious to see how long I keep... Uh... Trump Jr.? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, even... I don't know, do, do I drop... Uh, now, I'm, now I'm eyeing up Jim Jordan again. Uh, <laughs> you just uh, got I him. I know, I know, but it's sort of... There it is. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm good for now. All right. So now that that is done, we will move into trades. This can be all over the place. So go for it. Anyone want to make some compelling offers for someone on another roster? So I am tempted, <laughs> very tempted, Lars. Yes. To offer you Ted Cruz. Yes. In exchange for Chris Sununu and Larry Hogan. Ooh. I can do it for one. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Like, like yeah, or, I'll have to think about it. Or if you can throw in someone else with Ted Cruz. <laughs> I uh, really do want Ted Cruz. I know I you do. I am actually very bullish on his presidential run. <laughs> um, um, you and he might be the only two, but... Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I don't know. I think that might be a trade I'll make for later on down the line, but it's definitely something I'm considering. Okay. Because I, I think Larry Hogan is a very, very good chance of him actually running. Yes. He, he's, been very, he's been very like noisy that. recently. I think he started like a new pack or something. Like he's, he's been very active. So. Yes. He is yeah. the one I am most, you know, after he announces he's running, will I feel comfortable trading him away? I think so. <laughs> but I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I have a very... I, he's running. He's going to run. Mm-hmm. And I... And Ted, but Ted Cruz is too, you know? Mm-hmm. What's, what... Like, what are these circumstances in which you're... Uh, you're so backing of uh, Cruz? Is it if when Trump doesn't run or even if Trump runs? Uh, I kind of think it's both. Either way. Yes. I think Ted Cruz runs either way. Um, if we do that and does, trade... It does line, well enough to get two people traded away? Good. Well, so that's what I'm going to ask. Who are you dropping to get my two? Oh, I don't know. Probably like... Uh, probably Ben Sass. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really want him. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, let me mull it over. Chris, you got you got anything? I don't know. I've, I've been I my my. I think as my. Uh, Jim Jordan pick, might say my my I've not, my move to London has has taken my. Uh, finger off the pulse, especially in terms of uh, Republican po- uh, politics stuff. So I, I, there's nothing there's nothing that screams out to me. 
Um, is there anyone you're willing to part with for a good offer? Hmm. Let's really take a look at these guys. Everyone. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're like, yeah, like, you know, Nick, I, like, I don't want Ron to say this. I'll be like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like uh, Gnome or Haley. Uh, I feel like N- Gnome would probably be for like a one for one. Um, Haley, I might, I might be willing to go for. If someone, I, I'm pretty bullish on Rick Scott. I think. Um, so that that might be a harder one, but I think either of the either of the ladies on my team I'd be willing to. Could I offer you Josh Holly for either Haley or Gnome? I'm trying to think through. Okay, what is what has Holly been up to recently? Because I, I remember you sort of took owning him the libs, was... man. <laughs> I believe that's like. He, was, he seemed to be getting a lot of news on that back when we did the draft originally. And is he just sort of kept doing that? Yes, and blocking, yeah. blocking Senate nominations. nominations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you are. And just making uh, endorsements in the Missouri Senate race. Yeah. He's, he's certainly been in the news more than Nikki Haley. <laughs> no, that's true. My, my... What I'm... Really looking at my team, what I think I'm really dangerous of is um, how many of my picks sort of require that Trump doesn't run. And I, I don't know. That, like, um, I even DeSantis. I mean, yeah. No, you go ahead. I think DeSantis is your only one that that is not really the case, almost. Yeah, yeah. And everyone else will probably bow out Wait. if Trump goes. Maybe Haley. I Haley. Yeah, and that's Santa. that's sort of my other one. So that, yeah, I the Trump Santis will run even if he runs. Yeah, and I can see that happening because like if you're Ron DeSantis and you 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 lose, then it's like oh I still have two more years of be, being governor of one of the biggest states in the country. I think you, you do it I, just sort of for the classic PR reasons. Yeah. I, I, the, the flaw in this episode, by the way, is that like we're going to be able to like influence trades we're not a part of by just like whispering things to people's ears. But it's like, um, uh, I th- also think Nikki Haley would run against Trump too. I think both of them would run against Trump. I'm not saying that they will, but I think they would. Yeah. Uh, the the big one would be for uh, Gnome for Holly, and I think Gnome is more likely to run if Trump doesn't than Holly is. That I think Holly only gets in there if uh, Trump if Trump doesn't run. I'm I'm offering the trade, Holly for Gnome. I think a no for now, but I'll 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 think uh, on it. That was so close. <laughs> uh, any any other offers? Anyone? Mike's Mike's ruminating. He really wants to lose Ted Cruz, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't want to lose Ted. I just want Larry Hogan. See, I don't want to lose Larry Hogan. Yeah, well, then that that's yeah. our issue. Yeah. I'd lose Sununu. I'll give you Rand Paul, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, drop Ben Sass for Rand Paul. That's an easy trade. Yeah, I, I have no... Wait, so you would just give me Rand Paul for free? <laughs> no, I'd give you Rand Paul and Chris Sununu for Ted Cruz. Yeah, that's not going to happen. All right, it sounds like we're done with trading then. No trades made. Mm-mm. 
<sighs> this is not much of a hot stove. This is competitive. <laughs> uh, I mean, it says we're all very happy with our picks. Or um, that the uh, the anchoring effect is a motherfucker. Yes, that is also probably true. Um, so I guess... Oh, sorry, sorry, the uh, gifting effect? It's not the anchoring effect, my apologies. Wait, go on. Yeah, you've got something and you are afraid to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess we've now got our rosters for the next few months. The few changes have been... I picked up Chris Sununu, Chris picked up Jim Jordan and Doug Ducey, and Mike, you picked up Chris Christie. Uh, how, how, uh, how are you feeling about the year ahead, Coach Chris? I, goodness. Um, You've been the most, Republican... like, fickle about your, <laughs> you keep second-guessing your own rosters. Why yeah, I, I don't know. It's I'm just like, that. once, once you get, like, yeah, everyone below, um, Rick Scott for me, it like it feels like across all of our picks is just like, um, either people we're pretty sure are just going to announce and then fuck off, or uh, like do you do you try and just get a bunch of one pointers, or do you uh, hold on to someone that you think is going to be sort of a lottery ticket? And I don't know, I'm 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 a little all over the place. I think in part because my. Uh, being in England and um, uh, Biden being in power means that uh, American politics doesn't quite boom all around the world like it did under Trump. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I've, I've just sort of not had my finger quite on the pulse of that direction. So finding, especially those people that are just kind of like uh, unlikely uh, little picks, uh, I've sort of got less of a roster in my mind. Uh, than you guys did, so I think that's why I'm feeling a little fickle that direction. I think I'm still pretty. Yeah, I think I'm glad I got Rick Scott. I think that's really what. Um, why are you so bullish on him? I think I think between Ron DeSantis and Rick Scott, I don't know. There there seems to be something. He seems Florida like that kind of guy. We ha every single like Florida Republican is mm. in our Mike's got Rubio. I've got Trump, and you've got DeSantis mm. and S Scott. Yeah, I, it's that's that Florida. I think between, they seem to have figured out a good way to be Trumpian without the, the baggage, without seeming like they're, uh, without the worst excesses, of, uh, looking like an idiot. At least in the eyes of the the more general public. Um, and that the they're one of the few states where uh, that actually know that if you uh, reach out to Hispanics that they will vote some of them will vote Republican <laughs> um, and like those sorts of tactical ideas I don't know how much it would really be important for the primary but that eventually sort of moving up towards the actual presidency to have those things in your belt and those understandings under your belt I think is important hmm. well if, if Nevada gets their way and they're first in the nation then it's very important um, Though that'll, that'll certainly Nevada show. Hispanics are very different from Florida. Hispanics. Yes, they are. Um, and I would say for Rick Scott too, like he has enough money that he could just keep himself in the race for like a really long, like longer than he deserved to be. Like, that is true. Know? And the longer you're in a race, the more likely you are to pick up delegates. So yeah, that Dang. is true. Um, 
Okay, uh, Mike, Coach Mike, how are you feeling about your roster? Uh, I feel I feel good about Mike Pence. I feel like pretty good about Ted Cruz. I feel better about Chris Christie than I did about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, rest of my team, you know, I don't think we have rules yet about what an independent one run would look like for Liz Cheney. But uh, you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> when you know the Liz Cheney Joe Manchin unity ticket kicks off. We may, we may have to revisit some of the bylaws. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, wow. I, the irony of that ticket is I bet Democrats like Liz Cheney more than they like Joe <laughs> They probably do. Yeah. It, it, it's like that opposite. It, it's, like, it's, it's kind of like, um, how was it, John McCain when like the 2000 Wisconsin primary because more Democrats voted for him than Republicans did? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it, I feel like it's for both of those candidates, right? Yeah. Oh man, um, yeah. No, I, I think you've got a uh, your your top two are very very strong. I think Liz Cheney is definitely like a sleeper, a, a very obvious sleeper candidate. Um, but Pence is definitely running. I and I cannot say that my top candidate, Donald Trump, is definitely running. I think you both can though. <laughs> you know, I think that's oh that right. ours are. Gotcha. Yes, I thought, I thought you were. DeSantis right. and Pence are definitely running, no matter gotcha. what. We don't know that about I, th- I thought you were making a Jim Jordan joke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm very happy with Hogan, and I'm very happy with Pompeo. Tim Scott may kind of peter out. I, I, I may drop him eventually, but the, the mean, idea he's is like that the only he's black good... Republican. I might as well. Yeah. Well, and that, like, he's, he's a good speaker, and that, like, we're yeah. so far out that the defaults of just like someone currently in Congress because uh, running for the presidencies are probably a pretty good pick. Right. And he's a high profile Senator on the Republican side. And he's like, not super great. I feel like you get like a good balance with him. Um, yeah. Rand Paul, I could see dropping. He really likes to be in the news, but I don't actually know what he wants to do with it. He's not really forecasting a run, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Palin, who knows? I think she wants to come back into national politics, so I'm feeling feeling okay about that. Yeah, that, um, that feels like your the lotto ticket. That's not quite a. That's not actually that risky, right? That uh, like if she comes in, she'll do some damage. Yeah. Um, or maybe unless she uh, crashes and burns. Right. Right. Anyone want to change their team name based on their new roster? Mine is Trump and Govs, and I substituted one governor for another, so I guess I'll keep that. <laughs> Chris, you've got the moonshot ticket. I think that more or less still stands. You dropped Tucker Carlson for Jim Jordan, but <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I yeah, I, I it's it's gently more practical, but not that much more practical. I I added a 2016 candidate, so I, right. I feel pretty good. <laughs> Hindsight's 2016. It's a good it's a good team name, man. It's a classic. It's a classic. All right, I guess it's, we'll stick with them. And not not to well, I guess that we're sort of coming up on the hour. But the the other thing I was I was like, are there any Republican senators we have on here, or we don't have on here that like feel weird, like uh, weird that we don't have them. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can't. Uh, I'm just trying to like think through that direction. I don't think there's really one, but that I. It seems like I'm missing something. I don't quite know why. Maybe I'm wrong. You could probably make a case for like 
Blackburn or Ernst. Uh, Blackburn's from Tennessee. Ernst is from Iowa. I, but like, I don't, I don't know. You, you could make a very like weird those, case those for like Murkowski. <laughs> it, it feels yeah. like that, that what we're missing here is half of the JV team. Like so that, we're missing Lindsey Graham is I think probably the actual yeah. big name we're missing. Mm. Who was in the JV? Yeah, I the JV debates. Um. In that, but the okay, how, okay, him voting, doing his thing, and voting for the uh, nominees because he feels like that's the senatorial thing to do. Or whatever. Yes. Like I don't know. Does he? Does he end up? Does his eccentricities make him more interesting to people or less interesting to people? And I, I like when it comes to twenty twenty or twenty twenty four rather. More and, interesting. Um, that's what I'm turning on. He has he has certainly set himself apart from like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz. I don't think it's in doubt that Lindsey Graham is like a Trump Republican. I mean, it is kind of in doubt because he's like kind of secretly not. He's just very. He just does whatever he thinks like will get him attention. Uh, but like he, I don't know, like he, Josh Hawley has sort of blended into the crowd of these Republican mm. wannabes, and Lindsey Graham has like emerged from the crowd. The uh, and the only other one is how do you guys feel about? Uh, I'm sorry if you discussed this on the other podcast. Uh, Pence sort of coming out and saying again, uh, I like the election. Not well, it wasn't quite the election wasn't stolen, but like I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I, uh, the thing you tried to get me to do, I'm not actually allowed to do. I, I, it, it tells me he's running. Yes. He could yeah. just not say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think, um, and, you know, okay, so he made a speech at, like, a federal society event, and he actually got applauded for it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I was, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that, right? Because... The Federal Society is also, you know, the organization that gave us George Conway, so it's not like they're sort of like this, you know. They're a very specific type of Republican. Yeah, I feel like of all the organs of the conservative movement, they have the one that have been, like, the least touched, probably, by, like, the Trump movement. Hmm. Um, But I think it's, like, interesting that he still got an applause. And I, like, I think that, I know we're talking about, like, Larry Hogan and Chris Christie and Chris Sununu, but it's, like, I think he would emerge as just, like, the, like, I, I think that, and I hope for the sake of the country that if donald trump does run that like the never trumpers of the republicans are smart enough to focus on one opponent and that opponent would probably be probably be mike pence hmm. mm. that's clearly the lane that mike pence is trying to carve out for himself at least yes and he is certainly the biggest name mm-hmm. in uh that lane uh, all right well Good, good round, everyone. We've got we've got our rosters for the start of this year, and we will see how they do. So let's wrap up this episode with our recurring segment in our lifetime. One very, very relevant to this discussion, Donald Trump. Remember him? He was president for a very important period in each of our young professional lives. Gentlemen, in our lifetime, or perhaps more accurately, and God willing, in his lifetime, will Donald Trump be president of the United States again? I feel like you've asked this already. Uh, we uh, we have talked about it. It has never been an in our lifetime. 
We've talked about I, it in the context of 2024, I should say. Yeah. We've not yeah. talked about it. Just like ever. Ever. Well, 86-year-old Donald Trump <laughs> win an election. Um, it's a yes or no answer. Per, perhaps this is wish casting, but I am going to say no. I just find it hard to believe that the guy who turned Arizona and Georgia blue, <laughs> um, who, you know, made sort of like deep red suburbs blue for the first time in literal generations, I just have a tough time thinking that he's going to, you know, win a re-election. Chris? Yes or no? Yeah, I'm, I'm really just trying to think through it. She's like, if he, if he doesn't run in 2024... Or um, loses by a hair again. Uh, oh my God! Can will you imagine that you does this all over again? Oh my God! Yeah, like would would he then run again? He... And like I don't know. Like if the like if he runs in twenty twenty four, he might just keep running. Like, until he's dead. I I (laughs) think he has a better chance of becoming president again in 2028 than he does in 2024. 2024. Beating an incumbent president is very hard. Mm. Like, if it were Trump versus Obama But you're also assuming Joe Biden runs for re-election. Which Which is the nature of this question. It's an in our Mm. lifetime. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious, sort of, yeah, nested in this question, uh, how likely do you guys think uh, Biden's gonna run again. Like I think I'm still sitting at like seventy percent. He's running again. Um, I think I'd go unless 90. his polls are absolutely atrocious. Yeah, um, I think I'd go ninety percent. I, I, he, he, he has said. I mean, he has. Yeah, he has more or less said that he will and run again. And it, I, feel, it would yeah. be a stupid decision for Democrats if he did not. I don't care if his polls are thirty percent next year. It would be like very dumb not to renominate an incumbent president who has not had like a major scandal. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, I, you sort of had Afghanistan, but the problem is that that was also when everything was going to probably polarize. Anyways, it was just sort of probably made it a little worse. Right, and, and yeah, okay. So Biden, Mike and I talked he, about he, this last episode. It's like this is just a very natural trajectory in any presidency. It happened with Trump. It happened with Obama. The difference is like Trump wasn't able to self recover and. Obama very much was is like his approval like dropped dramatically and then they were like oh he's done for you know his presidency's over and then like in 2011 the narrative was like oh he's the comeback kid um I don't don't know Democrats and Mike and I talk about this too is like Democrats don't like eat their young as much as Republicans Mm -hmm. that makes sense because you you can't there's less of the push that to be ideologically pure in the Democratic Party. Um, that makes sense. But, yeah, Chris, so, okay, you still so Biden, have not Biden, answered the question. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking through the question. I'm sorry. I'm being a little long-winded. Biden definitely runs again. I think Trump runs again in 2024. Trump wins the primary, loses the... Oh, God, does he lose that election... That I am not, there's no qualification on a free or fair election either. No, yeah, you that's can, the big one. Is can, I, it's whatever you think. <laughs> I, I think the most likely two options are uh, he loses and things go about normally, or uh, Trump loses and 
a couple states get fucky with their electors, but ultimately Biden is Biden is in charge of the executive branch, and like this gets dealt with based on the constitutional letter of the actual law. Um, so that either way, Trump loses in twenty twenty four. I think if there's some fucky stuff that Trump will just become this savior figure and keep running until they get him elected. Or he dies. Or he dies. And so that I think he at least has one more election beyond that. And that that might be the election where running against a Democratic candidate that's either, that's more liberal he actually wins and not an incumbent. So, it'd be like 2016. Yeah, done. he's yeah, and that that by then it'll be basically a decade since Trump has been president, and he'll still have the baggage. <laughs> Forgotten. Like it'll it'll be less. He'll be like uh, remember like there'll be nostalgia for it, especially among Republicans and maybe moderates. Um, huh. Uh, so I think yes, I think yes. You think Trump becomes president again in our lifetime? All right, that's God, a yes from I, Chris. I'm gonna go there's with a, a no there's a, from there's Lars. There's a solid chance. There's a solid chance he just becomes this like messianic figure within the Republican Party, and they just keep slamming his his head against the wall. Becomes. <laughs> I, even more so. Like you're right. He already he already is. I know. Like he's Jesus right now, and he might become God. Like that might be the difference maker, and that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he's kind of slipping. I know that that's a narrative that's talked a lot about on like Twitter and in the like liberal outlets I read, but mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't think he ever becomes president again. And I, I agree with you that even if there is some fuckery, as you say, in 2024, mm-hmm. I like I think the Supreme Court has and would again laugh it out of the room, including all of his nominees who did no, that. That's true. That's true. They backed they backed his play there. God, I like. Yeah. So Mike, no. you've been you've been quiet. <laughs> I I said my piece. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got a yes from Chris, and we're both no's, Mike. Mm-hmm. So, we will end with that. I, the 2028 thing is interesting. It's it's worth more unpacking. Um, but we'll end with that. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Let us know what you think on Twitter. You can find and follow us at the Post Writer or via our email address, contact at thepostwriter.com. Uh, We love hearing from you. Tell us what picks we missed, who you'd pick, what trades you'd make, or suggest some other topics for us to unpack. Uh, This is a Postwriter podcast brought to you by thepostwriter.com. You can check out stuff we work on, things we've written, and our other podcasts over there. Uh, And we'll see you all and each other next time. But until then, check out the results of this draft and the live updates on our picks on thepostwriter.com slash 2024 draft. Thank you, Mike and Chris, for joining. Thank you. Thanks.